Welcome to the Chase Sagan Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 4th, 2018. Today we're going to be talking about Colin Kaepernick's new ad with Nike and really just how politics has found its way into every sector of society and how this is a bad strategy for brands, um, how it alienates people and how it's just not a good idea and it doesn't have a good track record historically. So we'll talk about that and a few other things on top of it in a second, but first, the intro. Earlier this week, to celebrate the 30-year anniversary of the phrase, Just Do It, coined by Nike, Nike launched an ad campaign featuring the ex-NFL quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, in an ad showing Colin's face that says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, just do it. Obviously alluding to Colin Kaepernick's stance, or lack thereof, I should say, kneeling during the national anthem, during and before NFL football games, during the last couple years of his career. A dicey and risky move by Nike, to say the least. So I wanted to take a few minutes and talk about it. What can we learn from this as business people? Well, first and foremost, we can learn that it's a very dangerous and risky idea from a PR, marketing, and branding perspective. And frankly, the odds are not in your favor. When you take political sides, you potentially alienate half of your audience, especially if you're a brand as big as Nike. Colin Kaepernick's situation is a very interesting one. Uh, not to turn this podcast into getting too deep into the political nightmare that is the Colin Kaepernick kneeling national anthem story because it's played everywhere and you can drown in it if you want to on Twitter. But it's a very interesting story. And this idea that Colin Kaepernick, first of all, believing in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, is not entirely true. Colin Kaepernick, regardless of how you want to view his stance, the facts are the facts, and the facts are he was benched as a starting quarterback far before he began kneeling for national anthems. He was benched because he wasn't a good quarterback. He had a couple really good years early in his career. Uh, He actually helped lead the 49ers to a Super Bowl and had some fantastic, a couple fantastic seasons as a starting quarterback um, for the 49ers. But a couple things happened. Number one, his head coach, Jim Harbaugh, left the 49ers to go coach Michigan, the University of Michigan. And Jim Harbaugh is a fantastic coach. Obviously, if you follow the game, you know this. Another thing that happened is he quickly derailed as a quarterback when defenses figured out how to deal with his running game. All quarterbacks who relied on their feet have struggled after a certain point. You go back to the great Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham. These are quarterbacks who struggled because they relied so much so on their feet, but didn't rely enough on their arm and on their intellect of the game. And they eventually were benched because of it. In the case of Colin Kaepernick, it's it's very much the same. Phenomenal athlete. In fact, he has a phenomenal arm. He can throw the ball incredibly fast compared to other quarterbacks in the league. He has a very, very strong arm. 
However, he couldn't make the same reads that the great quarterbacks can. He couldn't bring the same intellect to the game that it's that is required for an NFL quarterback to have. And so he was benched. And a couple a year later he began his kneeling of the national anthem. So this idea that him kneeling sacrificed his career is a very subjective one. And the reason why it's um a subjective one is that he um the idea is that from from many on the outside is that he could have gotten a job as a backup quarterback for another team, but the only reason he was banned was because of his kneeling at the national anthem. In which case, I would say lesson number one from this: if you are great at what you do and you cause a little bit of helter skelter for your boss or for your company, you're probably going to be you're probably going to be able to get away with it. If you're Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, and you're kneeling during the national anthem, I think people will get over it real quick. If you suck at your job and you are causing your your boss migraines, you're going to lose your job. And I think that's, that's what happened here. It's a little bit of both. Colin Kaepernick causes NFL owners headaches. He's a PR disaster. Because fans don't like that, and we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a minute. And oh, by the way, he sucks at his job. So both of those mean you're not going to get a backup quarterback position. So the idea that he sacrificed everything is a deceiving ad strategy by Nike. All right, but I digress into that. Let's get to the brand conversation. You can bet that half of America, because Nike is such a big brand, half of America loves this ad. Half of Nike uh, customers love this ad and will most likely feel emboldened by it and will most likely feel a stronger alliance and feeling of culture and family with the brand of Nike. However, you can bet that another half, 50% or or more, of Nike's customers in America are very ticked off by this ad and feel alienated by it and feel looked down upon and belittled because that's what political issues do to people. So is this a smart issue uh, to take to take stance on for Nike? The obvious answer is no. If I were to tell you, hey, Joe, Go do this one thing real quick for me, will you? Okay. Oh, real quick, before you do it, um, you're going to lose half your customers. But go ahead. Just move forward with doing this. Would you do it? Would Would you press forward with a strategy that you knew you would lose half your customers? If you own a uh, e-commerce website and we just said, you know what? We're just going to turn off your server for half the week. Is that cool? The other half, you can keep it running. But, you know, and you'll get your sales. But but the other half of the week, let's just turn it off for no reason, really, other than we just want to make a few people happy. We want to make the other half of our people happy. So let's turn the other half uh, uh, of the week off. Let's just turn the website off and lose all those sales. Like, why would you do that, right? It's very similar here with Colin Kaepernick. There's half of Nike supporters who love this ad. That's great. And there's a half another half that hate it. And the question that 
you can't help but asking yourself is, isn't there something else? Isn't there another cause you can take that maybe gives you, I don't know, 80% support across your customer base, 90, 90% support? If they came out with an ad advocating the fight against child sex slavery, do you think that would offend anybody in their customer base? Do you think that would take a political side? So why choose this one? Well, I have a couple beliefs why. I think number one, and this is something we can learn a lot from, when brands get too big, they stop talking to their customers. And this is a danger for all of us who, who run businesses. There's a point at which it gets really difficult to stay in touch with every comment, every email, every complaint. But if you lose touch with the voice of your customer and what they, what they really want, you naturally are going to make decisions that aren't in line. For example, basic, most basic example, if you sell home decor and your brand is based on your ability to be in touch with, the, with middle class, we'll call them middle class families who buy your home decor designs and, and business is good and your brand is building and you're doing really well financially, you move up in life. You buy that 10,000 square foot home on the lake and you deck it out, right? You're doing well for yourself, which is great. And then you start experimenting with some fancier furniture and home decor and home design. At what point do you lose touch with your original customer base, that middle class family who loved your designs and who are buying your designs from you. Soon, you will lose touch if you are not aggressively talking to your customers, listening to them, reading every email. And I know that's hard to do, but the danger is, is if you don't, you end up making decisions like what Nike has done this week. Nike probably thinks what they're doing is great because in their offices in Oregon, with their employees, with all the young celebrities that they have and that, that they're endorsing, with all of the media hacks that they have around them, they think that there's there's no one who opposes this idea of what they're doing with Colin Kaepernick. Little did they understand, I mean, they could at the very least look at the data that shows that the NFL ratings have fallen dramatically because of this one political issue. Whether you agree with it or not, as a brand... It's suicide. Why would you do it? So lesson number one from this, don't stop listening to your customers. It's so easy to get out of touch with your customers, to lose that initial fire and connection that you had with them. And it's natural. The bigger you get as a company, the, the more money that you make as an entrepreneur or as a CEO, you guys are... And gals, you're going to become disconnected from your people. And every once in a while, you got to roll your sleeves out up and you got to get, get your hands dirty and you got to talk to your people and you got to understand what they want. It's not about what you want. It's about what they want. You don't have a brand if it's just about what you want. And this move from Nike, it's about what they want. 
It's about what some of the employees there want. Okay, so that's lesson number one. Lesson number two. PR people can be dangerous. I think that PR is a very powerful tool, and PR people can be very powerful in what they can accomplish for a brand. But sometimes they lose touch because they're not performance-driven. The market leads us as business people to making good decisions and keeps us away from bad decisions. Colin Kaepernick moved, bad decision. How did they make it? Somebody made a decision who's not looking at the numbers. Why aren't they looking at the numbers? Because they're not held accountable to the numbers. Therefore, Colin Kaepernick ad. I guarantee you, the marketing department at Nike, whoever's job, whoever's butt is on the line, if stock prices come down, if sales come down, I guarantee that guy didn't have a decision in this in this move with Colin Kaepernick. But the PR team did because they thought it would be good for the brand, right? The quote-unquote brand. They're out of touch. So lesson number two from this, PR can be great, but you have to hold it accountable to some basic business metrics. You can't let it go completely rogue because this type of stuff gets justified in the world of PR if you're not held accountable to real numbers. So that's lesson number two. Lesson number three, don't alienate half your business. Just don't. Lesson number four, stay away from politics. The NFL is going through massive disruption right now as as an overall brand because they're pissing off people who don't support players kneeling during the national anthem. And then they're pissing off another base of people who do support that move. They're still upsetting those people. They can't win. And it's because brands don't do well with politics. Now, if you want to get into politics as a brand, I guess you can just plan on losing half of your customers. And oh, by the way, You become a political institution at that point. And how are political institutions funded? Donations. If you're in business, you have a brand. You don't have the luxury of donations. It's all about profit and loss. It's economics. Stick with the economics. The other point I want to make with this, it's very frustrating that politics has found a way into every sector of our society. This is a extreme leftist actual strategy. Um, if you understand some of the uh, Saul Alinsky Rules for Radicals ideas, if you've, any, if you've ever read Rules for Radicals or you understand kind of those concepts, um, the concept, one of the concepts is, is to ingrain heavy political discord into every sector of society and it's very uh, damaging in a peaceful society and that's kind of the point of rules for radicals is that it helps you win if you are initiating those conversations it's really bad for business 
because customers, you guys, customers do not. When they come to your store, when they come to your restaurant, when they come to, uh, to your online store, they don't want to be preached about what they should or should not believe in. They want to be entertained or they want to be, they want to be a part of something else. They want to buy something. If they want to get into politics, they have those mechanisms. They can go to HuffPo. They can go to Fox News. They can go to MSNBC. They come to your brand to experience your brand. Don't make it about politics. Right now, we're seeing a major upheaval with the NFL, and we're going to continue to see it because they haven't figured out how to get politics out of the NFL conversations. Their brand is getting torn apart. Nike is about to go through the same thing. Now, what's what's different about Nike is Nike has a history of doing this. They'll most likely come out with an ad or two that balances the messaging in the other direction to try to save face a bit. And that will clearly be a smart idea if they do that and when they do that. But as of the time of me recording this, their stock prices have dropped quite dramatically today. And it's because uh, there are thousands around the country who are leading a a boycott of Nike, um, people who are burning shoes and filming it on Facebook. I mean, it's it's a divisive issue. Stay the heck away from politics. Don't do it if you want to build a brand. Don't. Don't do it. Now, if you are a CEO, you know, you think about like the Chick-fil-A CEO. The man is, uh, Chick-fil-A CEO is, is very religious. He's, a, he's an avowed Christian. And uh, he's very much against abortion. And it has caused some grief for his company and for his brand in the past, in the recent past. But it's very different, isn't it, when he has a certain belief as the CEO versus Chick-fil-A as a brand promoting a certain political cause. So I would argue that you can get away with it and that you should, as an individual, promote the political causes that you believe in. That's a great thing. Know that there will be some backlash and that there is some risk to the brand that you are personally associated with by doing so. But in general, it's a lot smarter of a way to go about it. The second you get your brand involved in taking political sides is when there is a no-win scenario for you. And then the last point I want to make on this. If you're going to pick a political cause as a brand, because I don't want to come across as don't just don't pick a political cause as a brand because it's a bad idea. There are political causes you can take that don't divide your customers from each other. There are things we believe in as people. Free speech is one of them. Child sex slavery, we're all against that. We can all agree that that's, that's terrible. Gang violence, we're all against that. You know, we all believe in these things. And then there's causes, not political issues, but causes that we all believe in. Like raising young people to achieve their dreams. 
like hard work and dedication and, and how it can get you to accomplish the goals you want to accomplish. You know, terms like hope, you know, charity. These are words, these are ideas that we all support. And so if you're going to take a cause, take one that at least 80% of your customer base you know, by polling them, by the way, that they're going to support. If you can't get at least 80% to support, don't go for it. No matter how much you, you think you believe in it. Because you're going, you're going to lose your business in the process. Some things are not meant, specifically political things, are not meant for the free market economics game. This is economics. Economics 101. That's all I have for today. Thanks for taking the time to listen to me rant. If you have a moment, please, uh, if you're subscribed, by the way, on iTunes, and if you have a moment, would love the favor if you could you could leave a review on iTunes as well as a star rating. We need a few more of those. And uh, if you could do that, we'd very much appreciate it. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Chase Sagan Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud. Also on SoundCloud, you can post uh, any questions or topics you want me to cover for future episodes. And stay tuned for the next one. Thanks. Thanks.